All right, so my name is Mr. William Cooper. Um, I'm from Warner Robins, Georgia, which is in the center of Georgia. Um, of course, I'm a, caught a, a part of Call Me Mr. Um, 2020 graduate of Georgia College and State University in Milledgeville, Georgia. I'm currently a grad student um, pursuing my MED in instructional technology. And I'm also a first-year teacher. I sit. I teach sixth-grade middle school social studies. Yes, sir. Okay. Appreciate you uh, joining me today, bro. This one, this one been in the works for a minute, but I know, right? All right, man. Now it's the time that experienced first-year teacher. I want to hear about it, bro. I'm in the classroom myself now, and it's definitely a challenge, but. I want to, let's start this off, bro. Let's take it back before we get into the classroom. What was it that inspired you to be a teacher? I think for me, um, what inspired me to be a teacher, specifically middle school, when I was in middle school, really all K through 12, I never had a black male educator. And I always heard, you know, the phrase, be who you needed when you were younger. So for me, not having that black male educator, I knew it was just always something more that I wanted to do to impact students and just impact my community around me. Um, so I went into the field of education. Um, at first, I started off majoring in secondary education, which here in Georgia, that's like high school. But I realized it was middle school. I just wanted to be that black male educator, that presence in the middle school. So really, it's always been something in the back of my mind just to become an educator yes sir yes sir and i've been watching how you moving bro seeing the the post and everything you definitely setting the bar high man i've been loving what i've been seeing so far this year bro just go into that song man what has it been like starting off i know you were doing uh virtual and then yeah yeah yes sir yeah so back August 6th. Well, actually, I'll go back in March. So when March ended in the pandemic, um, I was a senior in college. So I was busy finishing up student intern hours and trying to pass this certification to become a teacher. And then the pandemic started. So from March up until August, I was doing virtual teaching with my host teacher at the time. And it was a lot different, you know, not being in the classroom, not being able to finish with the students that I started student teaching with after we were just now building those relationships. So that was kind of difficult just to switch to kind of like emergency online teaching um, in March. So that was that was quite difficult. Um, but then also during the pandemic, I interviewed with schools and found a social studies position because social studies has always been something it's always been a passion of mine something that I wanted to teach so I found a sixth grade social studies position at a middle middle school in my hometown so I took that position and then in Georgia where I teach at we started in-person face-to-face learning August 6th so moving from virtual to in-person um it was a transition, you know, getting those students who've been out of school for so long back into the classroom. The district I teach in offered the opportunity for students to remain virtual or they could switch to in-person learning. So I was juggling both. I was teaching three classes of social studies in-person face-to-face. -face. 
And then I was teaching about 36 students virtually for a class period. So on top of that, and being a first year teacher, that was kind of difficult to manage. Just, I guess it's more of time management and balancing and everything. So like I said, I was teaching virtual and face-to-face. So I began to, you know, reach out to other misters and kind of get their experience with advice from first-year teachers. And from all of the misters, I just hear build relationships. You know, the first few weeks, these kids have been out since March. So that was my duty, you know, just to build those positive relationships with students, um, incorporate social and emotional learning, because that's something that they really, really needed, you know, being out of school so long. And of course, curriculum will come. So I was just focused those first months of teaching, building those relationships with students And also a lot of social and emotional learning because sixth grade, they're coming to middle school. So it's been difficult, but I've learned a lot, too, Um, as it being my first year. I have amazing mentor teachers. Um, They allow me to experiment new things in the classroom as well as administration. So it's been a journey. Uh, I'm still finding my way. I, I tell my students, you know, every day is a learning process, still learning along the way, um, along with them. So. Man, it's been a journey, but you know, I'm enjoying it. So Yes, sir. Those relationships are definitely important. I know one thing that I found, man, it's like you don't know what to expect. Yeah. <laughs> Even with the same students, dealing with the same students, just things can go completely left and change from one day to the next. Exactly. So, bro, on Tuesday, we in the classroom, everything good. Now Wednesdays here, bro. We're in the cafeteria, 35 students. Like things have just totally shifted. Two classes combined in one because somebody tested positive for COVID. So it's like things are constantly shifting. Yeah. And you adjust. Exactly. Yeah, you just gotta adjust, you know, it's it's always something, you know. Yes, sir. So I know you're part of the Call Me Mr. program as well. What was that experience like uh, in college for you? Yeah, so call me Mr. Um, I joined in 2017. After getting my associate's degree, I transferred to Georgia College. And honestly, my mom is the one who told me about call me Mr. I think she saw it on the news. And then I researched about it. But for me, um, call me Mr. has allowed me to meet so many misters from all across the, the country, really, and just I got teaching experience from Call Me Mister by being in the teaching internship, summer internship, I think it was 2018. Um, I went to Mm -hmm. Clemson for the summer and Mr. Holton and Mr. Jones basically gave us our classrooms for the um, whole summer. We had like a host teacher and I was teaching reading kindergarten to students for a whole summer. So Call Me Mister has allowed for me to practice the craft of teaching as well as experiment, um, try new innovative ideas. So I say for me, it's it's been an amazing life-changing experience, you know, just gaining a wealth of knowledge from you and uh, all the misters, really. So it's really been a life-changing experience. Okay, yes, sir. You you talk about the summer internship, man. That's something that I'm definitely uh, looking forward yes. to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's. Awesome. You're also getting teaching experience. You get to just interact with students, learn more about 
um, the craft. So it's it's an amazing experience. And I kind of want to um, connect some things that you just said. Did you say you were teaching reading uh, on the kindergarten level? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a middle grades major. So that was a huge transition. And I was placed in a kindergarten classroom. So teaching writ- literacy, phonics, teaching students how to read. Because by middle school, you know, they already know how to read. But, yeah, I was placed in a kindergarten classroom. Those are the best experiences, though. I would, At least that's what I found. Like, yeah. where you're uncomfortable, that's what really, like, helps you grow. And it's those things challenging you. Exactly. You better, man. I know uh, – I walked into a classroom. I was expecting to have third, fourth grade. I ended up with kindergarten and first grade. And yeah, yeah. It, it threw me off, bro. I was on edge at first. Little girl raised her hand. Mister, can you help me uh, with my uh, with my math problem? And it's like everything from that point on, it's just like you get to work regardless of the grade level. So Exactly. Yeah. Love that, bro. Um, what else can you share with me, man? Talk to me about this first year. Yeah, so it's been a journey. So in January, it was kind of like a first day of school all over again for my district because we allowed a lot of our virtual students from online who wanted to come back, come back. So now I'm teaching all face-to-face, no virtual. So basically I'm doing double duty kind of because my students who just came back are basically they've been out of school since March. So what, like 10 months. So you know, picking up the pace with them, but also helping my students who are already in the classroom. So I'm still balancing, you know, between virtual, catching them up and face-to-face. And then on top of that, being a grad student as well, last semester taught me to better time manage um, because I'm taking grad classes, um, tutoring, as well as teaching. So it's a lot. But I think time management has been a number one thing for me as well as making sure, like they tell us in Call Me Mr., you know, that self-care is so important, too. So just taking care of self-care as well as time management um, this semester, really. You definitely have a busy schedule. Thank, Thank you. I'm proud of you, too, man. Going ahead. You have kindergarten this year, right? First grade. First grade. That's right. That's awesome, man. So... Uh, one other thing that I wanted to get into with you, um, we, we're going to go ahead and get to this first and then we're going to come back to the other point because this just came out today. Yeah. It was a report that was released and I want to ask you this, especially you being social studies. So it said that parents were in a certain school, certain district, the parents were allowed to opt out for their students uh, to uh, receive information on black history during the month of February. How do you feel about that? Well, honestly, um, the district that I'm in, I'm social studies. So they sent us information for Black History Month. So they're really supportive of it. Like we're, you know, that's what we're teaching in, in February. So I saw that too. And it's kind of like, I know for me in Georgia, as long as I've been in K through 12, we've always, always learned about Black History Month. Um, so it's kind of like confusing as to why you know, you're allowing students to opt out of that. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way, you know, seeing that report. I saw that too on online today. But I feel like it's, you know, it's taking from our students' education. You know, there's so many influential African-Americans, whether you're a white student, Black, Latino, whatever 
you know, it's always great to learn about black history because a lot of what our country's made on, it's from black creatives. So I feel like that's, you know, that's stripping students of some of the fundamental um, black history, which is, of course, disheartening, you know? A real disturbance. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing, you should be in social studies. So your students that are back in person, like for us in Beaufort County Elementary, the, I have like the same class throughout the day. So it's not operating on blocks or anything like that. Um, and they have obviously lunch in the classroom and we go outside for recess. But are students moving around in your school? Yeah. So really since August 6th, Georgia, of course, is Georgia. So we've been open face-to-face. -face. I teach different blocks. The kids go to different classes. So, yeah, they've been moving, you know, going to classes. The only thing we do not do is we're all eating lunch inside of our classroom. Like, there's no going to the cafeteria. And, of course, masks are required, you know, social distance the best we can. Luckily, a lot of our students are still virtual, so I don't have large class sizes, so I'm able to social distance. But, yes, students are still moving around. They go to band, PE, connections, you know. Um, so, basically, yeah, they're still moving and everything. Like I said, Georgia, it's kind of different on the way that they operate things. So, What advice would you give to a, a current college student who – or maybe not even someone that's in college, just a young brother who's interested in the education field, what advice would you give him, you know, especially under these conditions that we're in now with the pandemic, not knowing, man, the, the uncertainty that, that lies there? What advice would you give to that young brother who may be interested in the education field? Um, honestly, I would say to pursue it because education, I feel like it's a calling, like you're either you're with it or you're not. A lot of teachers who, you know, go out of the field of education, their heart has to be in it, you know? So I'd say to go through with what your passion is um, and you'll find education like me when I was in college, uh, junior, senior year in the cohort, I was always experimenting and trying new things in the classroom. So just find your passion in education and find some phenomenal mentors, which Call Me Mister has allowed me to meet so many amazing mentors as well as having different host teachers and administration, but find some mentors, you know, some mentors who look like you, who are going to give you the real advice, um, how you can thrive in the field of education. So number one, find mentors, but also just, you know, stay the course. A lot of what we do in college, you know, we're writing what, eight, nine page lesson plans and having to stay up all night doing lesson plans and go to school the next day. But you'll find when you graduate, you'll find it's more realistic kind of. All of that is necessary to become a teacher, but you'll find out a lot of it's more of you in the classroom building relationships with students and, you know, teaching the content. But I would say right now, you know, just stay the course and find some, some great mentors. I love that. Yes, sir. So I have two last questions. Yes, sir. The first one, what is your greatest moment with a student so far? If there's one that just stands out. I think my greatest moment so far, um, 
So I'm teaching social studies. So a lot of social studies in sixth grade, it's world geography and, you know, traveling to different places around the world. And with the pandemic, we're not able to take field trips or go out of the classroom. So basically with my students this year, um, I was able to provide them a virtual experience where they were able to use Google VR glasses to travel to different places. And just a buy-in from that lesson, it was so many parents who contacted me, basically who wanted to be in the class, you know, because their students are going home and tell them about social studies. So just a buy-in from that lesson from parents and students was amazing. But something that stood out to me was um, I asked the school, you know, for the VR goggles and they had never been open before. And I think it's been like three years since they had them because, you know, they weren't sure how, how to do that in a lesson with the students, you know, not sure the buy-in with it. So of course, me being the first year teacher, you know, I just went, I just went full in with it. You know, this is something we're going to do. And in that lesson, the students were teaching me more than I was teaching them. So it was just, it was encouraging to see buy-in from the students, the faculty, teachers, and parents, which was it was it was awesome because it provided them a new learning experience. You know, I love that man. <laughs> you, that's what being a mister is all about. Yeah, things like that, bro. One thing I'm gonna share with you. So you might have seen it on my story. So. Outside at recess, days are going by. Every day, I'm, recess is one of my favorite parts of the day, bro. Oh yeah, out there running up and down the field, kicking the soccer ball, basketball, throwing the football, whatever it may be, whatever the students want to do, I'm with it. Let's do it. Let's have fun. I tell you that hey, we we handle business when we handle business. Recess, we're going out there to have fun. So the days were going by. We're kind of like on a big field. The teachers, each teacher has a corner. The teacher was standing around in the circle. Um, they would be on their phone, whatever they were doing. I'm playing football with the students. And then finally, I looked over one day. Days that went by, it was, this was on Thursday. I looked over. I saw the teacher. She was throwing the football with the student. I said, whoa, okay. Like, that's the impact right there, bro. Like Exactly. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. And our internship, they called it the Mr. Magic, you know, just putting your touch on everything. Yes, definitely. Exactly. And the last question, we're going to end it off right here. This is kind of looking forward because this song you're still working towards, but what would you want your legacy as an educator to be? Uh, that's a good question because I guess I'm considered as a, like a teacher legacy. Uh, my mom was a teacher um, and my grandmother was also a teacher, but I want okay. my um, legacy as a teacher just to be that students felt they had like a, a cheerleader or a champion for them, you know, that every student felt welcome and invited, you know, whether they were a sports player, whether they weren't a sports player, um, in band, drama, whatever the activity, I just want students to feel welcome and like they were somebody, you know, like treat everybody like you're, they're somebody. So just that, you know, I was a teacher that, you know, welcomed all students and was there to encourage students, basically. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Experience with me, bro. Appreciate you.